This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. This week, the Cherokee Nation celebrated the release of the new Wilma Mankiller Barbie. With pink-clad Cherokee pageant royalty, tribal leaders, along with family and friends of Mankiller in attendance. The doll bearing the late tribal leader's name is part of the Barbie-inspiring women collection. But some other people aren't so sure about the toy maker's process and how well the doll honors Mankiller's legacy. We'll talk about the new doll and the importance of properly honoring Native people and individuals coming up after National Native News. This is National Native News. I'm Jill Freitas from KMVA in Anchorage, Alaska, filling in for Antonia Gonzalez. Tribal leaders from across the country say substance use and mental health issues are priorities for the federal government to address with tribes. The topic was part of the agenda Thursday at the White House Tribal Nations Conference at the Interior Department. During a panel on substance use with tribal leaders, Department of Justice Associate Attorney General Benita Gupta told the audience the DOJ is learning from tribes. She says that's helping them adjust with what they're doing wrong and will fill gaps that supports tribal solutions. A concern among leaders is combating the fentanyl crisis, which Gupta says the agency is working hard on. The Justice Department is obviously in the fentanyl crisis doing everything that we can to cut off the supply chain cartels in Mexico and companies in China, et cetera. But we are also taking what I heard very loudly and clear, clearly the kind of prevention, intervention, uh, recovery treatment approach to. And we have to support the whole bandwidth. And it won't be done through the Justice Department alone. It will be done in coordination with all of the agencies and many more here at the federal government. The governor of the Gila River Indian community in Arizona, Stephen Rowe Lewis, says substance use is impacting tribal communities across the country hard, including in his home state. In the state of Arizona, the state doesn't have the resources to address this widespread cross-cutting issue. You know, it has to do with enforcement. It has to do with also providing the resources, supporting the tribes with those resources to address the horrible scourge of drug and alcohol abuse. Uh, and all the social issues. And it's not just that. It's not just those individuals, our loved ones, our relatives. It's the families as well. And it's also providing them those wraparound services and the housing as well. When you have the state, even though it's a state issue, but it's using federal funds and Medicaid funds and Indian Health Service resources as well. Sharon Hildebrand, Vice President of Tanana Chiefs Conference in Alaska, says one thing that can help is recognizing Indian country in Alaska. We feel it's really important that the DOJ addresses the issue of recognizing Indian country because in their funding formulas, Alaska is not recognized as Indian country. So it's important that we uh, bring that forward in terms of funding, not only for Alaska, but uh, for everyone in terms of equity. The two-day summit was an opportunity for tribal leaders to engage directly with federal and White House officials. Thursday afternoon, leaders met with a number of agency officials in private meetings. Before the summit concluded, there were panels on Native families and children, Native languages and cultures, and tribal economic development. The Wind River Food Sovereignty Project is working to address food insecurity and lack of access to healthy food on the reservation. It's now one step closer to that goal. Wyoming Public Radio's Hannah Haberman has more. After five years of connecting people to the land through food, 
the Wind River Food Sovereignty Project is finally getting some land of its own. The group hopes to increase the supply of healthy and affordable food on the Wind River Reservation by supporting local food production. The 30-acre property is in Fort Washakie and will be home to a demonstration farm and a learning garden. Kelly Pingree is an enrolled member of the Shoshone Bannock Tribes and is one of the project's co-directors. She says she hopes the land can also be a healing and relaxing space. Gardening always made me happy. Planting something just makes you happy. Watching it grow makes you happy. The group also hopes to build a walking path around the property and plans to host educational classes about growing and preserving indigenous foods. For Wyoming Public Radio, I'm Hannah Haberman. I'm Jill Freitas. National Native News is produced by Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation with funding by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Support by Drummond Woodsum, a full-service law firm whose nationally recognized tribal nations practice provides services to tribal nations and their enterprises and to companies that do business with tribes across the country. More at dwmlaw.com. Skugtash, support by Ramona Farms. For over 40 years, Ramona's American Indian Foods has revived tepary beans, panoli, traditional wheat flours, and more. Delivery for your holiday gatherings, available on orders placed at store.ramonafarms.com. Domnyot. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network. This is Native America Calling. I'm Sean Spruce. The Wilma Mankiller Barbie doll sold out shortly after Mattel released it in November. The doll is part of the Barbie Inspiring Women collection that includes other female leaders like Maya Angelou, Ida B. Wells, and Jane Goodall. In its signature pink box, the Mankiller Barbie wears a mostly plain sky blue Cherokee tear dress, and the handle of a woven basket is hooked on her arm. In the background is the seal of the Cherokee Nation and a star quilt design dotted with photos of Mankiller in office. Some Cherokee people looked closer at the details and found several mistakes. With criticism over the doll's likeness to the late principal chief resounding as loudly as praises for Mattel's efforts to celebrate Mankiller's legacy and share her story with girls and collectors across the globe. We're bringing this discussion to our show today. Are you a fan of the Wilma Mankiller Barbie? Or do you think there are better ways to honor a tribal leader than with a mass-produced plastic doll? Let us know by calling 1-800-996-2848. We've got the phone lines open now. We're waiting for your call. 1-800-99-NATIVE. Joining us now from Tahlequah, Oklahoma, is Christina Keel. She's a longtime friend of Wilma Mankiller and a director of her estate. Hello, Christina. Welcome to Native America Calling. Thank you for inviting me. You bet, Christina. And also joining us today from Tulsa, Oklahoma, is Travis Owens. He's the vice president of Cherokee Nation Cultural Tourism and a citizen of the Cherokee Nation. Hello, Travis. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Glad to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. Christina, what was your initial reaction when Mattel approached you about making a Wilma Mankiller Barbie? 
I didn't know what to think or do. And so I reached out to four of Wilma's native friends um, to say, I've gotten this request. What do you think? And their response overwhelmingly was, oh, my God, this would be phenomenal. And I, frankly, I was a little surprised. And I loved your saying that about rendering her in plastic, which <laughs> has been a real challenge. But I did, I did think that um, representation really matters. And one of the women said, you know, our girls wind up buying um, Mexican dolls in order to have ones that they can in some way identify with. And so it was based on that that I this journey. Mm -hmm. And Christina, when Mattel first reached out, I mean, what what was their motivation? What what was it about Wilma Mankiller that they felt made her especially suitable for a Barbie doll? Well, I think um, they part of it was probably motivated by the quarter, which I also helped. I I worked with Cement to create that quarter. And by the way, that's the only time we ever dealt with syllabary, and we got it right. <laughs> hmm. Well, so there's the issue with the syllabary, and there's issue with the doll's likeness as compared to the way Wilma actually looked. And were you surprised at all by the criticism that's been leveled now at the doll and the whole project in general? Well, I, I wish that some of the people um, putting forward the criticism had actually known Wilma. Um, and I also, and, and I think that as I looked at all of the criticisms, which were everything from she should have been wearing a gorget and jewelry, um, mm -hmm. And you'll notice on the quarter, she has traditional Cherokee beads around her neck. Um, I also wish that the people who are criticizing understood some of the constraints related to doing the doll. Um, okay. For example, well, you know, we got one accessory and that could have been a necklace or the basket and you'll notice by the way she's not in high heels <laughs> she's in the sensible black flat she always wore and i will be mm. glad to address any of the other specifics of okay well let's I'm let's talk about about the syllabary with regard to, to the mistake there in the printing. Tell us more about that for folks that, that haven't seen that yet. Well, and, and 
And by the way, the Cherokee Nation is not the only nation that has had issues with their seal. And and this is not the first time this has come up. And I, I imagine going forward, they will make a very serious effort, as the Navajos did, to make sure that those are not, that the incorrect ones are not generally okay. And what exactly, what exactly is the nature of the mistake on, on both the seal and, and the Cherokee syllabary that's printed on, on the box of the Wilma Mankiller well, that Okay, if you look at the box, there's a seal behind her that has in syllabary um, a mistake. And so that's, that's the mistake. It, it has two V's together rather than a W. Okay. And it, that spells something else then. Is that right? It doesn't spell, when, when it's syllabary is written that way, it's a different word. Yeah. Okay. And, 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 and honestly, that word? That it's Chicken Nation, which, by the way, will make those dolls much more valuable. <laughs> but it's a shame. And, um, and Mattel was planning to reissue the doll in January. Given the hoopla, I don't know whether they are still planning to do that or not. Mm-hmm. Christina, why the mistake there with the syllabary and with the seal? Who was Mattel consulting with or, or, or not consulting with for a mistake like that to happen? Because that's a big one. Well, it's an easy one, and it was overlooked by the Cherokee Nation raised issues about the original version of the doll has Wilma Mankiller, Principal Chief of the Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma. That was the only issue raised. That is, in fact, what Wilma was when she was chief. Recently, Mm -hmm. the Cherokee Nation did a legal effort to redefine it simply as Cherokee Nation. Right, right. So... That issue with Cherokee Nation of Oklahoma versus the, the the official title of the tribe today, which is Cherokee Nation, and then, but with the the syllabary problems with the the way it spells chicken instead of the word Cherokee. I mean, who was who were they working with to ensure that they had uh, the syllabary down correct? So a mistake like that wouldn't happen, right? And certainly, I understand that. Um, Honestly, I was not a part of that process. Um, all I suggested that the seal be behind Wilma to indicate her leadership. I didn't choose the seal to put in there, and there is it is undefined whether Mattel got the seal off of one of the Cherokee Nation websites or Mm -hmm. whether um, 
the Cherokee Nation gave them that seal, I don't actually know. That is that is something that was not okay. in my purview. Christina, who in addition to yourself did Mattel consult with when designing the doll? Charlie, um, Wilma's widower, who Wilma left the, her estate in charge of. Um, that's, and Charlie and I worked on everything from the Cherokee word for water, the coin, the uh, Wilma when she was inducted in the Hall of Fame, the um, Barbie, the Girl Scout patch that is is now across the country, all of those things. Um, Charlie is a Cherokee speaker. He does not read Cherokee, which is mm-hmm. why when the coin came up, I checked with the person we always check in with about syllabary. And so that's how we, I got it right um, okay. on the coin. All right. We're going to have to take a short break, but when we come back, we're going to hear a recorded comment from Wilma Mankiller's husband, Charlie Soap, along with uh, Principal Chief of Cherokee Nation, Chuck Hoskin, Jr. And, of course, we've got Travis Owens live on the show. He is the Vice President of Cherokee Nation Cultural Tourism. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Biden administration cleared money for tribal food sovereignty, eased access to federal funds for tribes, and advocated for at least one tribe to be represented at the Olympics. Those are some of the highlights of the recent White House Tribal Nations Summit. We'll hear more about what happened at the event on the next Native America Calling. Support for this program provided by Vision Maker Media, who envisions a world changed and healed by understanding Native stories and the public conversations they generate. Nurturing the next generation of storytellers with courage, generosity, creativity, respect, and commitment. 45-plus years of Native stories and Indigenous knowledge through film and media can be found at visionmakermedia.org, whose slogan is, Together We Are Vision Makers. You're listening to Native America Calling. The Wilma Mankiller Barbie doll is our focus today. Were you able to purchase the collectible doll? If so, tell us what you like about it. Would you like to see other Native women made into a Barbie? Share your comments with us on air at 1-800-996-2848. That's 1-800-996-2848. The Cherokee Nation hosted an event to celebrate the Wilma Mankiller Barbie earlier this week on the anniversary that Mankiller was elected Principal Chief in 1985. Here's a recorded comment from current Principal Chief Chuck Hoskin Jr. about Mankiller's legacy. Knowing Wilma, she would probably say... Uh, so I'm not really into all that. <laughs> but I think Wilma would be happy that it is inspiring other people, young girls around the world. And uh, But she wasn't really about herself a lot. 
she mainly was really wanting to uh, have an impact on other people, especially the young girls and uh, women. That audio you just heard there was not Principal Chief Chuck Hoskin Jr. I'm sorry, that was actually Wilma Mankiller's husband, Charlie Soap, who also oversees her estate. And he was reflecting on what Wilma would say about a Barbie doll in her likeness. Let's go ahead and listen to Chuck Hoskin Jr. now. And her work as chief of this great nation is without parallel. It is unmatched. The very fact that she became chief, the first woman to hold that post, is itself remarkable. But it seems to me that what she did as chief was simply an extension of what she had already been doing. From a seat of power, she used it for good. She used her power as chief to keep striking at the conscience of the United States for its broken promises and, just as important, its opportunities to make right what it had gotten so wrong by indigenous peoples. She used her, her seat of power to remind the country that it needed to support and get behind civil rights and dignity for everyone. She chose to do that in the office of principal chief. After she left office, she just kept on making that great impact. I think she must have always been driven by that same sense of duty to her fellow Cherokees, but also her fellow citizens of the world. She is today an icon around the globe for the work that she's done. She inspires so many Cherokees, but she inspires so many people around the world. When she passed away, the world mourned because they knew who she was. And as time goes by and her story goes around the globe, more and more people draw inspiration. And isn't it beautiful and special that they know she was a Cherokee woman, that she was the leader of the great Cherokee nation. That was audio from the event from Cherokee Nation Communications. Also in attendance was Wilma Mankiller's daughter, Felicia Olea, who wasn't consulted about the doll's creation, but thinks it's a great way to honor her mother. I think that she would be very honored, and I think that her main, her main purpose is that she wanted to leave a legacy that helped people restore faith in themselves. That audio is also from Cherokee Nation Communications. And let's bring Travis Owens into the conversation now. Again, he is Vice President of Cherokee Nation Cultural Tourism. Travis, thank you again for joining the show. And how closely was the Cherokee Nation involved with the design and creation of the Wilma Mankiller Barbie? Yeah, thank you again for, for having us. We're grateful to be part of the conversation. So yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, regrettably, Cherokee Nation did not get the opportunity to review that seal. Um, you know, and as Christina had mentioned, you know, things can be overlooked. So, um, you know, I think Cherokee Nation is, is proud of the legacy of Wilma Mankiller and how she, um, you know, it, her legacy is going to be, you know, spread even further around the world through through this Barbie. And so, um, and we are grateful for the opportunity to celebrate this with family and mentors of Wilma and um, some of her closest and dearest friends on December 5th. 
And Travis, what do you think of the doll personally? I mean, in terms of the likeness and then some of these mistakes there with the printing on the box, are you happy? Are you disappointed? What's your thought? Well, I think what, you know, the, the, the conversations that happened um, after the doll, you know, it just shows Cherokee peoples um, how much they care about Chief Mankiller. You know, this is not somebody who um, is, is um, just a person in time. This is somebody who people genuinely have a connection with, whether they knew her personally or her legacy has impacted them through um, the, the people that were closest to her. So I think, you know, the Barbie doll, um, I think Charlie, Charlie said it well, you know, I think, um, um, you know, in terms of how she's portrayed, um, but we're really proud that her legacy is being shared with the world in this way. Um, she was a tremendous leader and her legacy is one, um, that will continue to go on. And this is just a, you know, a small way that will continue. Mm-hmm. Well, I imagine this must create a, a unique challenge when uh, a figure, an important figure from your tribal community is rendered into the likeness of a Barbie doll. I mean, for most people, that's never going to happen. It's never going to be an issue. But Travis, you folks do have experience with with Wilma Mankiller being memorialized in very high profile ways. For example, the commemorative quarter that came out uh, a couple of years ago. Were there any glitches with that process or did that, could you compare and contrast that creative process for creating the, the quarter as opposed to the, the Barbie doll? Uh, I don't know that there's a direct comparison. Um, Cherokee Nation you know, had the opportunity to participate. Christina was a big part of that with Charlie and the family with the coin. Cherokee Nation got to help celebrate that coin release uh, in the capital city of Cherokee Nation. And we were proud to be a part of that. Um, you know, when Cherokee Nation's brought into these things, um, especially with these these tremendous legacies like that of Chief Mankiller, um, you know, we're grateful to have the opportunity to, to be at the table, um, you know, and grateful we're here for consultation. I think that's a really important learning, um, you know, for those around the world, you know, when you're um, working to um, – showcase and 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 this in this instance when you're not only showcasing this tremendous leader who you know her legacy is um certainly beyond just her um her role as principal chief she has impacted lives before and after uh but when you're when you're using um the official seal of a tribal nation um it's that that great opportunity that can't be missed to, to have those direct conversations with the tribe and make sure that's mm-hmm. approved. And so, um, you know, and I think that's the same thing with the name, you know, Cherokee Nation. Uh, we like to make sure our name is is used correctly. And, and I think that's an opportunity for, for um, you know, companies or um, folks to understand that it's really important um, when you're using those, those specific, the, the seal of the business, you know, of the seal of the government to have those conversations directly and get approval from the tribal representative. Right, right. And Travis, when Mattel was first notified of the mistakes, what was their response? You know, I can't speak to that directly. Um, I do know since there's been some good conversations between uh, Cherokee Nation and Mattel. And, um, you know, we want to celebrate the fact that, you know, our, our Cherokee Nation citizen, Wilma Mankeller, you know, she's, she's being portrayed through a Barbie. So, 
Mm -hmm. Um, Christine, let me ask you, were you involved when, when the mistake was, uh, when Mattel was informed of the mistake on, on the, on the packaging? And if so, what was their reaction? Their reaction was, will, we can fix it in the reissue of the doll. And they went to extraordinary lengths to reissue like 50 of the dolls correctly to be able to be given out with this stuff. Also, I would like to say that I'm sorry that the last month has been a distraction from both the good that Mattel did as well as a distraction from Wilma. And that is when we negotiated with Mattel about the doll, I made it clear that Wilma would not want to be the only doll, the only mm -hmm. indigenous doll. And so they created four indigenous dolls this year and and committed to doing another indigenous inspiring woman doll next year. Those four okay. indigenous dolls, I introduced them to Illuminative, who worked with them on those dolls. They also okay. committed I'm money. sorry, Christina, who, the other dolls, the other three dolls in addition to women, are those also of, of likenesses of, of real people, real Native women? No. The four Indigenous dolls are generic Indigenous dolls. The one okay. coming out next year is, a, is an Inspiring Woman collectible. And okay. we're not allowed okay. to say who that is. All right, that's under wraps. Got it. Thank you, Christina. I'm going to go ahead and take a caller now. I have somebody who is listening in Lame Deer, Montana. Hello, Lame Deer, Montana. Could you please introduce yourself for our listeners? This is Gail Small. Uh, my Cheyenne name is Head Chief Woman, and I'm uh, very grateful to be on the call and share the, you know, I'm in the home that Wilma stayed she came to Montana. She came to Lame Deer. She loved it here. And uh, she was a dear sister and a really good friend. And I'm really honored that they uh, <clears throat> did this Barbie doll, although I think she'd be laughing so hard <laughs> that she's a Barbie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's just such a kind of an ironic twist of life, you know. But I also want to say yeah. that I understand, I understand how uh, children, family of her, you know, may feel, you know, somewhat isolated because I think Wilma was, um, you know, much more than, uh, you know, oftentimes people see. Uh, I, I grew up in a very political family among the Cheyenne, and my uncle was, uh, you know, phenomenal leader. And I know how my mother used to feel about being left out or feeling isolated from his leadership and his recognition. So I share that with Felicia and, and the family. I know how that feels when, you know, someone is much bigger than life. 
Right, right. Gail, do you have uh, one of the dolls of, of Wilma right now in your possession? Oh, yeah, I have. I do. I got one, and I love it. You know, I, I put it on uh, a, a special place. Uh, she stayed in the bedroom here of my house, the lame deer, and I really fixed it up for her, cleaned it all up, because at the time, Wilma was pretty sick the last time she came through here. We had a concert here with Joan Baez and she's big time uh, performers in Lame Deer when we were getting a new high school. And Wilma helped me raise money to get this uh, public high school in Lame Deer, our first high school. It took us 34 years to get it, and we celebrated with uh, Bonnie Rayett and Joan Baez, the Indigo Girls here. And so Wilma came up and Charlie for the concert, but she was pretty sick. And uh, so I fixed up the bedroom downstairs for her that was near the bathroom. But I have the doll in there because I, I call it Wilma's room. <laughs> <laughs> Wilma's room. Well, Gail, what's your thought on, because that's one of the questions that we posed at the beginning of the show, this whole idea of of using a doll or any, you know, a coin or, or other types of objects to honor and memorialize inspirational and famous Native people, specifically women. What's your response? you think it's a good idea to continue with this? You know, I think it's intergenerational uh, understanding. For a lot of the younger women, like my nieces, you know, um, they didn't know Wilma like I did. You know, I'm of Wilma's generation. So I understand, like, Wilma's, uh, you know, it's a burden as well as a, it takes a lot of effort to be a trailblazer, like Wilma was. She went on relocation to San Francisco. And I urge the audience to read her poetry. Her poetry book came out. And boy, it was so, uh, her poetry made me cry. You know, the hard times mm-hmm. she, that Wilma went through. So my generation understands her from that, you know, relocation era, all of that. And then the younger generation, like my own daughters, my nieces, they see her as someone to aspire to. And I think that intergenerational perspective is important. You know, the, the, the doll, the coin, you know, whatever it is, I know she would say, do whatever it takes to inspire young indigenous women to become leaders. Yeah, what's your thought on, on just the whole effort at Mattel to create these different types of Barbie dolls that that honor legacies of, of other famous people, not just Native women, and just the effort to make the dolls more inclusive, to reach out to, to other people, as opposed to, you know, the traditional Barbie doll, she was, she was blonde-haired, right, and blue-eyed, and now there's a whole new look with Barbie, right? Yeah, there is, and I think it's important because, uh, you know, like the concept of a young uh, woman in this country still very much is as a boy toy. I, when I first heard that from my daughters, I, I just blew my mind. A boy toy. The young, beautiful warrior girls, the warrior women that we want them to become in America are viewed as boy toys. How disgusting is that in this country, right? But we see it being manifest throughout, you know, the different realms of the world that we live in today. So I just think that corporate philanthropy, uh, corporate... Uh, Corporations need to make a tremendous shift, and because they, in many respects, uh, you know, run the country, corporate power. And so Mattel, by doing this, is a small inroad. 
of course, there's been a lot of things that, you know, we could have done better. But it's the beginning. And now I want everyone else to step up and go forward and do more. Work with these other corporations. You know, like I work with an organization to do kind of like legacy work with other women. And it's called Spirit Aligned Leadership. And it's all these phenomenal women like Wilma. But it's so difficult for us to get any kind of recognition from uh, the the larger world or even from philanthropy. But I think corporations, uh, you know, you got to hold their feet to the fire. Right, right. Gil, really appreciate you calling in today. Uh, really wise word. It's coming from Lame Deer, Montana. Gail Small, personal friend of Wilma Mankiller. And Gail, if you could stay on the line. Uh, we might have some more questions for you after this short break we're going to take. And for everybody listening, give us a call. Tell us what you think of the Wilma Mankiller doll or native representation with mass-produced products like toys, coins, and uh, other memorabilia. 1-800-99-NATIVE. Lakota-made indigenous first medicines and eco-friendly personal care products are small batch prepared in the Lakota traditions using sustainably harvested natural and organic ingredients and all can be found at lakotamade.com who support this show. Does your club, institution, or other group need custom branded apparel? A wide variety of t-shirts, hoodies, and much more, all custom printed or embroidered, are available from nativescreenprinting.com, a division of Skyscreen Printing who support this program. You're tuned in to Native America Calling. We're focusing on honoring Native people and individuals. Mattel, the toy-making company, just released a Barbie doll named for Wilma Mankiller. Wilma Mankiller is the first female principal chief of the Cherokee Nation. What do you think about this collectible doll and honoring inspirational Native women as part of the Barbie brand? There's still time to join us. 1-800-996-2848. Give us a call, 1-800-996-2848. And let's take caller on the line right now, Chanupa, who's listening up in Pine Ridge on Keeley. Hello, Chanupa. Hey, Sean, thank you for having me. And a good subject on Wilma. You know, um, many years ago, there were two dolls made in honor of our Native people. One of them was... So I've seen Little Feather, and the other one was Jay Silverheels. And Wilma, when I was uh, the personal bodyguard for Russell Mays, I accompanied them to Washington, D.C. when Russell and Wilma and them presented their case when we took over Yellow Thunder Camp in our sacred Black Hills here in South Dakota. But one inspiration I would remind the family, even my Kikista sister, because my blood is Cheyenne from my people up at Lame Deer, I, I hope she's listening in to is, um, if our people really want to generate something very productive and positive, we need to think about our identity. Like they say in our language, they say, Wolak Hotaki Lila Otechiki Ash Tokatakya Wolaskakile Echanoki Oyateki Lena Lechus Ekwokie meaning that you must give that acknowledgement to our people to keep them moving forward and be accountable for the future generations. And Wilma was a pretty good person that I met when I was in D.C. with her and Russell because they talked about when we took over our, our sacred Black Hills and named it after Raymond Yellow Thunder, which was my blood uncle, who was killed in Gordon, Nebraska. 
And thanks to all mm-hmm. the callers and the lady from Cheyenne country, that's my home. I still speak my Titista language. And thanks to her, because she's my relative. The Smalls and Robinsons, Trace and Timbers and Dolan from my blood relations. So thank you for this comment on Wilman. God rest your soul, sister. Let's hope more people can be productive like you. Aho in a matriarchal system. Thank you. All right, Chanupa, thank you. And uh, giving a shout out to Gail Small there. And I don't remember the Sasheen Little Feather doll, but I sure do remember when Best of the West, Mattel made those Best of the West dolls in the early 70s. And they had Geronimo and they had uh, a couple of others. There was a, a Native woman and then there were a couple of other warrior type figures. I remember those dolls really well. Anybody else remember those Best of the West figures or any other dolls, Native type dolls? Give us a call. Tell us what you remember about them. 1-800-99-NATIVE. Let's go ahead and take Jen now, who is listening online in East Texas. Hello, Jen. Do you have a Wilma Mankiller Barbie doll yet? No, but I just ordered it. <laughs> On Amazon, for I have two great granddaughters who uh, will love this doll. And the the thing the thing that's so educational about this is that these children would never know if it weren't from me or from. There's nobody in school going to tell them about Wilma Mankiller except me, their grandmother. And I also wanted to make a comment to Christina. I really appreciated that she called in, and it just proves how Wilma was not just an Oklahoman figure. She was important around the world now, but especially in the States, she's more recognized and that's deserving. And I really appreciated that Christina called in. And the thing about it is not only do corporations need to get on the ball, we need more women in politics. We have some great women in there right now, but we need to have much more recognition in that field as well. Thank you so much for taking my call. Well, thank you, Jen, for calling in. Appreciate it. And Travis, I want to go back to you. And obviously, Wilma Mankiller is a revered figure, not only among the Cherokee, but across Native America and even internationally, just a huge, huge figure, both politically and uh, socially, cannot overstate the impact of, of Wilma Mankiller. But can you think of any other notable Cherokee women, Travis, who also could be rendered or also could be made into a doll or any other type of product that memorializes their impact and their legacies? Well, I certainly wouldn't want to uh, speculate who could, who sh- who's worthy of being made into a doll or, or not. Um, certainly great that Woman Mankiller's legacy is, is being shared like this. And I think Christina, you know, talked about, you know, she consulted with her, um, you know, some some closest to her um, to that. But certainly there are a number of Cherokee women in leadership both today um, who, you know, um, are worthy of recognition and continued legacy. Um, and then there's folks from um, from years past, like um, astronautical engineer Mary Golda Ross, who, um, you know, was a was a a woman who was leading STEM initiatives um, way mm-hmm. before she was ever recognized for that. So again, I don't want to speculate, you know, who's doll worthy. I think we, it, that, that is a hard thing to, <laughs> to say, but um, there are so, you know, Cherokee nation, we are a matrilineal society. And so the reverence for women and leadership is something that is natural to us. It's something that 
um, as part of our ancient customs. And so, rightfully so, 1985, Wilma Mankiller's, you know, um, chosen as the principal chief of Cherokee Nation or, or was sworn in as the principal chief of Cherokee Nation. And, um, you know, 2023, she's recognized with, with a Barbie, and that legacy will continue to inspire others from around the world and, you know, certainly inspiring the community here, even, even my own daughter. Um, so, you know, we're, we're proud of that legacy and how it's being shared with the world and those closest to us as well. Travis, Wilma Mankiller is often credited with being the first principal chief of the Cherokee Nation. She's also the only principal chief, female principal chief of the Cherokee Nation. And um, it, it's been a long time now. It's been decades uh, since she left office. And um, why do you think that is? Why do you think the Cherokee Nation has not elected another female principal chief since Wilma Mankiller? Oh, I certainly would not want to speak on behalf of the more than 450,000 Cherokee Cherokee Nation citizens we have, but I know there are so many uh, phenomenal leaders, both both male and female, across Cherokee Nation. And um, I will tell you, although there's not a Cherokee today in that leadership role, there's going to be one, uh, again, for sure. And um, Cherokee Nation, in terms of government, in terms of leadership positions across the tribe, um, a, a lot of those, I think the majority, especially with Chief Hoskin, um, his, his leadership, his cabinet, and his, his directors, um, a lot of women lead in those roles, um, and rightfully so. We also, um, you know, our Cherokee Nation delegate to Congress, uh, Kim Teehee, um, mm-hmm. is, is, is making waves across the country as with that push to seat our, our congressional delegate. And, um, she was mentored by Wilma Mankiller and spoke on her legacy and how Wilma pushed her, um, inspired her to pursue law school. And, um, you know, so, um, yeah, I can't speak to why, why one hasn't been elected yet again, but, um, yeah, there's certainly the qualifications are there across our tribal nation. Well, thank you, Travis. Gail, are you still on the line? Yeah, Gail, I just want to ask you, so obviously we're talking about Wilma Mankiller today. We're talking specifically about Cherokee Nation, but but who are some other notable Native women, perhaps uh, other tribes beyond Cherokee, who you think deserve more recognition and should be acknowledged more going forward? Oh, I think if you look at our website for Spirit Aligned Leadership Program uh, that I work with, uh, we've got elder legacy leaders. I think we've got up, I think we're up to like about 60 that are doing the work very similar to like Wilma, which is, you know, you you acquire as you go about life, right? You get knocked down, you pick yourself up, you keep going. Well, that experience as well as your childhood experience of, you know, the generations before you, you acquire knowledge. So how do you pass that knowledge on is the subject that you know mm-hmm. we are all wrestling with after the pandemic but so many of our elders died northern cheyenne you know we lost 64 elders in a year and a half that's shocking right, right. that was our entire library of knowledge so okay. i work with this program called spirit aligned and i urge you to go to the website and you'll see these legacy leaders that are working with their granddaughters their nieces trying to pass on those aspects of their tribal okay. knowledge so that it continues. 
Thank you, Gail. Appreciate it. We've got another caller ready, Felicia Olaya. Felicia Olaya calling from Tahlequah, Oklahoma. This is Wilma Mankiller's daughter. Hello, Felicia. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm so glad that you were able to to call in today and talk about this issue. So uh, how do you feel, Felicia, your mother, uh, honored as a Barbie doll? Must be just, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Yes, I feel very honored that Mattel has graciously created a doll with the likeness of my mom, Wilma Mankiller. I I hope and pray that it inspires young women all over the world to become leaders of the Cherokee Nation or anything that they want to do. Mm-hmm. And Felicia, going forward, so obviously there were some mistakes with the doll. What do you think corporate, because we keep talking about, you know, the importance of corporations and acknowledging Native American history, Native American people. What do you think corporations like Mattel need to do better going forward if they're going to continue with dolls like this so that the mistakes uh, don't come out the way they did with your mom's doll? I feel that they need a contact that have that corporation involved 100% to ensure that there is not mistakes like this because I myself definitely do not want people going around saying my mother was the chief of the chicken nation. Right, right, yeah. Now, Felicia, were you involved at all with the creation and design of the doll? No, not at all. I, I found out to... second I found out secondhand about the doll, and then when it went on sale through um, social media. Okay, and what do you think in your fact, mom would think of, in, of the in doll? In fact, let me just add this: in fact, the doll sold out so quickly that myself and several family members were not able to obtain a doll. Wow! Wow! So you currently don't have a doll, then? Is that right? No, no. Okay. Um, several of my friends have offered, but you know this this is a very magnif- magnificent way to honor my mom, and I'm not going to take that gift away from them. Mm, got it, got it. And Felicia, what do you think your mother would think of the Barbie doll? I agree with Gail Small. She probably would be laughing. In fact, um, there was a time many, many years ago, I used to um, do some work for my mom, help her out with paperwork and stuff, and she was talking on the phone, um, and she had stated to whomever she was talking to, I am not Princess Di, nor am I Barbie. So when I got word that the Barbie was actually, had come to light, I kind of laughed because the only reason why I laughed is because I could hear my mom laughing, you know, that they actually made a book Barbie. But then again, on the positive note, this is a great way to continue the legacy of Wilma Mankiller. Mm-hmm. And that's what she would now, want. She would want something to inspire young women to, to um, fill their goals of leadership positions. Felicia, were you at the celebration in Tahlequah earlier this week? Yes, I was. I did I did speak. And what were your words there to the crowd? 
Um, I told a few funny stories about my mom because, you know, a lot of times um, people just talk about her political side, but my mom was very humorous. And so I pointed out a few of those experiences that my sister Gina and I, my late sister Gina Olai and I had with my mother. And then also, you know, how inspiring this is. You know, my heart just warms when I think someday I hope to obtain some Barbies so I can have some for my grandchildren. I, um, I have two granddaughters. Just a warm feeling of, you know, being at a family event and watching the young women of the Mankiller generation sitting there playing with women Mankiller Barbies. Well, one thing that I find interesting about these collectible dolls, and I, I think this is going to be the case with your mom's doll as well, is that they're so valuable that that people don't want to play with them. They keep them in the box, they put them on display, but as soon as you open up and play with them, they, they lose their value. So do you look at it like that, Felicia, or do you think people should just open those, children should open those dolls up and, and, and play with them and just use them like any other Barbie doll? Well... I personally, myself, would like to see my granddaughters playing with them, but, you know, I understand, you know, um, people would want to reserve these in all its entirety. I understand that also. Well, Felicia, really appreciate you joining us today to talk about your mother's legacy. Again, the late Wilma Mankiller, Principal Chief of the Cherokee Nation, memorialized as a Barbie doll, and appreciate all of our guests who joined us today. And also, we do want to let you know that we reached out to Mattel for a comment, but they didn't get back to us before we went to air. With that, we're going to have to wrap up the show, folks. Please join us next week for another lineup of discussions about Indigenous issues and topics that are important to you. Our executive producer is Art Hughes. Our producers are Andy Murphy and Sol Traverso. Marino Spencer is the engineer. Show McPolin is the digital producer. Nola Daves Moses is the distribution director. Bob Peterson is the network manager for Native Voice One. Clifton Chadwick is our national underwriting sales director. Antonia Gonzalez is the anchor for National Native News. Charles Sather is our chief operations officer. The president and CEO of Kiwanak Broadcast Corporation is Jacqueline Salee. Have a safe, relaxing weekend. Native American-made gifts at Ho-Chunk Inc.'s Sweetgrass Trading Co. include food, beauty, and wellness items from across Turtle Island. Christmas delivery available for orders placed by December 18th at SweetgrassTradingCo.com. Ho-Chunk Inc. supports this show. Support by Penguin Random House, publisher of Contenders by Tracy Sorrell, illustrated by Aragon Star, the story of John Mayers and Charles Bender, the first two native pro baseball players to face off in a World Series. This and other stories at prh.com slash stories of the land. Fishy. Our elders are sacred and deserve the best. Check in with them to make sure they have the health care coverage they need. For more information, Visit healthcare.gov slash coverage or call 1-800-318-2596. A message from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Elakwa. Native America Calling is produced in the Annenberg National Native Voice Studios in Albuquerque, New Mexico, 
by Kwanic Broadcast Corporation, a native nonprofit media organization. Funding is provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting with support from the Public Radio Satellite Service. Music is by Brent Michael Davids. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.